everyone. Welcome back to the podcast of My First Season. My name is Greg. Today we have a very special guest. We have worked together before in Columbus Isle, 99-2000, but his first season was also in Columbus Isle. But in June of 1997, he was a scuba geo. He is from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Uh, please, everyone, please help me welcome to the show, Jay, Scuba Jay. How are you, sir? Hey, Greg. Uh, good, man. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I'd like you to tell me, because uh, in your pre-interview, you know, I don't really have a pre-interview, but we did speak before this and you said some very interesting things. So usually I ask people to take me back to where they were before they applied, but you, you kind of have an interesting backstory. Uh, maybe if... I guess if you could start maybe how you, what age you were when I guess you started scuba, where you were living or where you lived in the past. You lived in Asia, correct? At one point? Yeah. So uh, I started diving when I was uh, probably about 10 years old. And uh, my family at the time was living in Northern Sumatra, Aceh in Indonesia. My dad was working for mobile oil out there. They had a a natural gas play in that region. And so we kind of grew up in an expat community. And uh, one of my, excuse me, one of my friend's dads uh, was a was a diver and we were living right on the beach. So he started teaching us in the pool. And then I think when I was 12, I got certified in Thailand. And yeah, I was kind of diving from young age. And then uh, after I got trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and I decided to go down to Fort Lauderdale, Florida and become a dive instructor through their program. And uh, from there, I kind of went to the Bahamas and that's, I got introduced to the to the club while I was in the Bahamas uh, as a dive instructor for a different outfit on Harbor Island, uh, which was at that time close to the Eleuthera Club Med property. And um, the geos over there would would uh, would sometimes come on the dive excursions that uh, actually were run through uh, Valentine's Dive Center, the place that I was working. So I got to meet geos and GMs when they came on the the diving excursions. And um, uh, at one point, a buddy of mine and I decided that we were just going to sneak over there. And uh, or we uh, actually, I think it was on the advice of geos, we were sort of egged on to come across to the Eleuthera Island, rent a cab. Uh, sorry, we rented a car and uh, drove down to the beach that Club Med was on. I think it was like the southern tip of Eleuthera. And we sort of drove down past the property, parked in the parked in the coconut trees and snuck onto the beach or snuck on through the beach. And at that time, there were no bracelets or anything like that. So we legit just went right on the property and pretended to be GMs. And we ended up doing that several times. I'm pretty sure that the chief of village uh, knew about it at that time. I think he was Greg Greg Schneider. Um, and I remember at one point I was actually over there at night during a beach party for his birthday. So pretty sure I met him. In any case, though, the geos uh, at Eleuthera talked me into applying at Club Med. And uh, when I did, I, I left Harbor Island, went back to Calgary and called up the Miami office in Club Med. And I think they must have been hurting for scuba instructors because there was no interview there. Basically, like, when's the soonest you can leave Calgary? And uh, I think four days later, I was on a plane to Columbus Isle. All right. Now, you dropped a massive, massive, massive interesting story, and then you skipped over it. So I'm going to take you right back to Indonesia, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, you know, you you you, t- you were very nonchalant about growing up for a little bit in Indonesia and then getting certified for scuba in Thailand. So did you learn any Bahasa when you were in Indonesia? Yeah, I did. Really? Uh, okay. I, I think as a kid, I was pretty fluent in it, but um, I left there uh, when I was about 13. 14 years old, the school, the American school, um, 
the sorry the international school that was run by the company only went to grade eight, so we had to go to boarding school uh, in Canada after that. So yeah, I could uh, Tara Makasi, uh, Salama Jalan. Yeah, I know the basics still. All right. Now here, there's an interesting question because you do scuba, so you, you 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 dive in Indonesia, you get certified in Thailand. Now, what was your first dive in your in a murky cold lake with zero visibility in Canada? Like after you've dove, after you dove, you know, South China Sea. So what, what's that? What was that like? That first experience in a Canadian lake? Oh, it was horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You I, kind of I, ruined I, it for yourself there, buddy. Yeah, and and I actually, I, I I won't do those dives anymore. I mean, I, I dive on the west coast of Canada in the ocean over there. It's cold, but it, it's still interesting. I don't, I would, I don't dive anymore just for the sake of getting underwater and breathing. Um, the closest dive spot to me here in Calgary is probably Lake Minnewanka. I've done it a couple of times, and it's miserable. Is it's it? awful. No. It's okay. yeah. It's a mur- it's a murky mountain lake. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So then you're working on uh, working on Harbor Island. You sneak into the club in Eleuthera. So was is Eleuthera or was Eleuthera as beautiful as everyone says it is? Oh, it was awesome. It was gorgeous. Uh, the the one drawback, and it was the same where I was in, in Harbor Island that probably never made the brochures, but you can't, well, much like Columbus, you're at Columbus, you can't go on the beach at night and you get eaten alive. Ah. So that, that was the only thing. But other than that, yeah, Pink Sand Beaches, it was, it was quite the, it was quite the property. I was I was surprised when the club declined to rebuild it after the hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people bemoan the, uh, the loss of that village for sure. Of all the villages uh, I keep hearing at Eleuthera, they, they love the, the most. Yeah. Okay. So the next question I have for you then is these geos, when they were regaling you with stories of the club, did any of them, this was before days off. So did any of them mention the, the hours they were working or that just didn't come up? I'm not sure. I'm not sure that came up, but um, I was sort of in a, I was sort of working those hours anyway. In the situation I was in Harbor Island, I only made money when I went diving. So I was willing to dive seven days a week and in a resort uh, town and in a vacation destination, there are no Saturdays and Sundays. Right. So I was working seven days a week anyway. Really? That part, yeah. That part of it didn't, that part of it didn't, uh, didn't come as a huge surprise or shock to me. But how did you, how did you manage? Because if those who don't scuba dive know, or if you're just starting scuba dive, you're extremely exhausted after one tank, let alone two in the afternoon. So does that fatigue, like when you're an instructor, does that just go away? Like you don't feel it anymore? Just from the fatigue from diving I'm talking about. Yeah, it does. I mean, you do get used to it. I think, I think physiologically you get used to it too. So it stops affecting you as much as when you first started. I mean, uh, yeah, by the end, I don't really think that I mean, if you did four dives in a day, you're probably tired, but two is typically what you'd end up like. I mean, you you do the morning dives and maybe a single tank in the afternoon, but typically the way they organized it at Club Med anyway, they tried to be as safe as possible. If you did the morning dives, you weren't diving in the afternoon, or if you did the, you know, if you were dive master in the morning, you'd be diving in the afternoon. So they switched it up. It, It wasn't too bad. Okay. Now, did you know anything about Columbus Isle where it was when they sent you there? No, I had no idea, but I was very pleasantly surprised when I got there. It is still to this day, the, the best diving I've ever done consistently in the world. Did you see a, a hammerhead your first week there? I saw a hammerhead on my first dive there. I believe. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they had a tradition back then where your first dive, when you first got there, you could do a P dive or what we call P dives. It stood for personal dive. So you could just go and dive on the boat and not have to worry about looking after anybody. And so I got to do that at a dive site. I'll always remember my first dive is at Great Cut 
in uh, just uh, before the, I think it's the Northwest Point. There was a great, phenomenal dive. And yeah, like within probably five minutes of my first dive there, I saw six hammerheads swim by. Oh, wow. Awesome. Now, did you get any culture shock when, when you arrived? Were you set, like settling in that first week? Do you remember? Was it rough? Was it uh, locked it was, in? It was super French. That's what I remember. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. So if you arrived, uh, yeah, if you arrived when you did and uh, you arrived in the summer, right? Yeah, June. So yeah, that's yeah. the Euro- European influx there. How was your French back then? I know it was I know, terrible. I know you could speak Bahasa, but you couldn't speak French. I could not speak French. No, okay. it was, uh, it was, it was a bit like, and it felt like I was in a tropical France. Like everybody spoke French. There was like, even the Canadians were all speaking French and, and I'm a Western Canadian boy. So despite Canada being bilingual, very few of us are talented in that language. So it was tough at first, but I don't know, by the end, after about 10 years, I could stumble my way through a dinner conversation, but in the beginning it was rough. Okay. And now did you, so the cult, so that, yeah, that culture shock, I guess, of Europeans, if you've never really been around them and yeah, that, that, that would do it for sure. I, mean, I, you know, I had my own, even though I could speak French, I realized I never spoke French from France and I couldn't understand uh, yeah. <laughs> French people talking. So it, yeah, I, I, I feel, I feel for you really. I do. Well, the funny thing is though, I, I, I can understand a lot of French now, but I can't understand Quebecois French. Yes. Like, or it's, or at least it's, it's much more difficult for me to understand because it's, it's, there's an accent and it's a little bit faster, but I can actually understand French from France a little better. Yeah. Yeah. They're almost two totally different languages, even though yeah. we, we speak the French that they, they brought over, you know, around the turn of the century. So that's, what's that's, what's ironic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Now we, we spoke about this, but we, we might've just missed each other because I, I arrived very late to columbus in 97 but in speaking and looking at photos i don't think we actually crossed because i i just come from italy but i do remember arriving very late so do you recall how long you spent at columbus your first season before you had to go my first season was like uh short it was a shortened season i did i think i did half a season about three months from june to november and then i went to cancun from there so my first season was pretty quick okay now did they did they ask you if you wanted to go to Cancun or did you, would you rather have stayed in, <laughs> in Columbus? No, you know what? I just, I had heard a ton of stories about the chief village at the time was, in, uh, that was going to, ta- uh, going to Cancun was in Turks, Kevin. And I'd heard stories about him and how, how awesome a chief he was. And I, uh, my, uh, my, you know, you, you don't always get along with all of your managers. In my first season, I didn't super get along with my chief of village. So this I would decided, be Kevin, Kevin Bat you're talking about in Cancun? Yeah, Kevin Bat was going okay. from Turks to Cancun. And everybody said what a rock star he was and how much fun he was to work for. So that was you, sort of the impetus. And I, was, and I was 21 years old and I wanted to go to a singles village. So yeah, as you do, right? Yeah, normal. as you do. It's normal. <laughs> <laughs> But Columbus Isle, I will say, even though they sent me there three times, two and a half years, it is to me, it is the most beautiful once you've seen like that oh, beach. It, you can't beat that beach, right? Yeah, for, for sure. It, it, it ended up being my favorite club. And I spent I spent more time in Columbus Isle than I did any other village. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, it, it was an awesome place. But when you're 21 and you, you just get and also you, 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 I heard that Cancun was a little bit more American and less French. And I was kind of looking forward to that after a summer in, in Columbus, I speaking not word, one word of French. 
Well, yeah, speaking of the uh, the French influx, so what did you, did you know what was going on on July 14th? Any best, do you have any Bastille Day memories? Like, did you know what, what everyone was doing? Because it must have been a big celebration, right? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I figured it out, but, um, and, and they're not shy to tell you what was going on and what Bastille Day was either, so. Oh, okay, um, I didn't, I, yeah. no idea what, I didn't know, I, I, no idea my first season, no one told me anything. <laughs> Oh, really? <laughs> they just said, here, throw this. We're building a castle here. We're going to charge it. And I, flower bombs. No, I have no idea. No one explained it to me. Yeah. we and, and actually, my first season, we did some of that with other chiefs. My first season, though, I don't remember that it was that huge of a, even in Columbus. I, rem- I don't remember, you know, uh, the big storming of the castle. I, I definitely do remember that for, from other seasons later on. But I don't think it happened in my first season. Oh yeah, not not every uh, village will do the same same thing. Yeah. Some are very uh, elaborate. Uh, you know, we had yeah. I had one guy on named Hio Kirby in Sandpiper. They built a, a massive Eiffel Tower, like he because he's a welder. Like yeah, he, like three stories almost. I think. <laughs> I think I've seen. I think I've actually seen lots of, lots of pictures of that Eiffel yeah. Tower yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Now. So was it no any problem for you? Like, I mean, I know you said you're used to the hours, but. Um, What's it like as a, working as a scuba instructor with no day off? Uh, the no days off was was okay. In the beginning, uh, they wouldn't let us go to bed. That was the worst part. Oh, so, um, so did you have to do any of the shows? Did the choreographer like pounce on you when you got there? Or were you immune to all that? Like, because you were only there a short time. No, no. Uh, I ended up in a show right away. Uh, I think we're, uh, I ended up <laughs> Aladdin, uh, I think it was. Okay. Um, that was my first show. I ended up in that like right off the bat and uh, I hated it. Were you like a carpet bearer or did you have to dance? I took, to be totally honest, I think I blocked it out. I don't remember what oh, okay. I was. <laughs> uh, I, I remember, I remember I, I carried a sword and at one point I ran out into the audience, but that's all I remember really. Okay. That's not so bad. You don't have to rehearse late at night for that, right? Well, they still made you rehearse late at night for that. Yeah. So in, in, in any case, yeah, the, Having no days off is kind of secondary exhaustion to the fact that they still made you, they made you stay up till two in the morning every day. And you still had to get up at seven to get on the boat. Right. So that was the hardest part. Well, what did you, what did you think about crazy signs when you got there? Did you know what was going on? I did not. Okay. Uh, well, I knew, I knew what was going on. I knew that what they were, cause I had snuck on in a, a Luther. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse and, me. And, and still you wanted to work for Club Med even after seeing that? Yeah. You know, I think that there's trade-offs in every job path, I guess. Yes. You decide what you're willing to put up with. I think you and I are of the same mind. Like I hated crazy science. I hated being in shows, but that's, I guess the, well, I, the I like trade-off. the shows. I hated rehearsal. Yeah. I, I, if yeah, I okay. always said rehearsal should be in the, in the daytime, you know, and everyone laughed at me. No, this is, I'm really, this would be more efficient. Nah, you're too logical, but no, yeah, I, I really don't mind dancing, but yeah, when you're trying to make me memorize intricate dance steps at midnight after a long day, it's not going to happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hey, you might, you might've had an effect then because towards the end of my club med career, they started doing more and more rehearsals in the day. I heard so this. May- yeah. So maybe gone. they were listening to you. Mr. <laughs> I did complain for 10 years. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are yeah. the French. The French are hard to convince. Yeah. So, <laughs> Any, anyone listening, you stand on Jay's and I shoulders. Okay. <laughs> You're but no. Uh, but no. Yeah. The crazy signs in the shows. And, I mean, I, I got really good later. Like in, in later seasons, as I got more experienced and savvy in the club med culture, I was uh, I, I was quite adept at staying out of the shows altogether. You can't avoid the crazy signs, but staying out of the shows, I, I got pretty slippery at dealing with that too. Uh, one thing I, I learned in Cancun, if you just are terrible, they will let you quit. 
Okay. Like if you just, if you just cannot, da- like if you, if you, if you screw up every step all the time, they will let you go. Yeah. Cause you're going to hold, you're going to hold the rehearsal back, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you did like that. You kind of pretended whenever yeah. you saw the choreographer to trip or something or. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> Total sandbagger. <laughs> nice. And uh, eating meals, the guests like three times a day. Was that, was that new for you or were you doing that at Harbor Island already? Went before. Yeah. 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 And, and that, that's one of the things that that's one of the things that I, that I loved about the club actually was, was that, that rule. Um, but no, when I was at Harbor Island, we weren't eating every meal with the guests um, because we couldn't afford to, unless they were paying for it. But in, um, in club med, yeah. And also as a dive instructor, you didn't really eat breakfast with the guests because we were up earlier than they were, except for the scuba diving guests. And lunch was sort of a quick one at the sea center or wherever the closest restaurant to the, to the dive center was, because we had to kind of a quick turnaround to get the boats ready for the afternoon. So you really only had the one meal with the guests uh, and that was dinner time, which, which I enjoy. Did you have any, I know you probably did in later seasons at Columbus. Did you have any uh, hur- hurricanes? Well, those three months you were there. In uh, Columbus? In, no, 90, in 97. No, I, I, in know 97 you, no. I know you most likely did other seasons <laughs> there because I went through five five hurricanes at Columbus. So um, You know what? I didn't go through a single hurricane in my entire Columbus oh, career. Are you serious? So you, I missed them all. So you Except, never, yeah, sorry, go in, ahead. In 2000, was it 2003? 2000, uh, Katrina, 2004 maybe? Katrina, was a, Katrina went over Columbus Isle while I was there. But at, at the time that Katrina went over Columbus Isle, it was only a tropical storm. It wasn't a, it wasn't yet rated a hurricane. So by the and then it went into the Gulf of Mexico and then it spun up to a hurricane that was so effectively bad at, at uh, or took out uh, New Orleans there. But yeah. it um, yeah, it wasn't a hurricane when it went over. And I, I never I was never I we, we had some close calls, but I was never on a, a at a club med property that got hit by a hurricane directly. So you never had the pleasure of collapsing that very long dock at Columbus and then putting those planks behind the sea center. You never had to do that. That's what you're telling me. We, well, I, I, I've broken down and rebuilt that dock about a thousand times, but no, okay. we never had to, we never had to drag them all behind the sea center. Okay. We just, we just pile them up at the, at the fitness center glass there, basically. Before we move on to your other seasons, did you, did you have any funny stories from your first season? Fish out of water, rookie mistakes, asked where you asked dumb questions from GMs uh, and you said, um, you said a, an answer with a straight face and they believed you anything like that. No, I don't really, uh, I don't really have a ton of memories of my first season that, that just stand out. Well, not, not good ones anyway. I mean, uh, or, that we'll, was, we'll, yeah, we'll just stick to the positive ones. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I wasn't going to say anything. Okay. Uh, I wasn't going to say anything about a, a staff or, or working too hard or anything like that. It's just that, that we had a geo pass away that particular season. So that, that, that is really the only major thing that, that stuck out in my mind. I remember, I remember uh, a kind of a funny story about you from a, from I think 2000 or maybe oh. 99. Oh, when, yes. When we were both in uh, Columbus, 99, yeah. 2000. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're both in Columbus together. Um, you want me to tell that one? Yes, yes, because you uh, you recently jogged my memory. I had forgotten this this, this story, <laughs> but I, I love the way you tell it. So yeah, if you could, please. Well, we we were uh, as you do from time to time. There's the Riding Rock uh, Bar Inn and Bar. There's a marina there as well. That's fairly close to the club. You have to kind of back back then in 99, 2000, you literally had to walk across the runway to get there, the runway for the international airport yeah. of San Salvador. And there were no lights. There were no lights. No lights. And, yeah. Uh, it must, it must have been Wednesday night because Wednesday night was Reggae night, correct? 
It was, uh, yeah, I think it was a Wednesday night. Yeah. And uh, we were going over there. It was you, myself, and a young lady that we were both competing for her attention. Well, I guess we'll say, say, we'll say her first name. Yeah. So it was Sabrina. We'll say her first Sabrina. Name. Yeah. So Sabrina had just gotten to Columbus Isle. Uh, she was a, a new sailing geo and you and I are both competing for her attention. And we, <laughs> we decided to go to the riding rock, the three of us. And on the way back, you have to kind of cro- cut across this Anyone who's listening to this, who's ever been to Columbus Isle knows exactly what I'm talking about, but you cut across this like sort of weed field. That's got the, the foot effers. If you know yep. what I'm talking uh, about. Yeah. Yeah. Those, stick, those stickers, those, right? The burrs. Yeah. The, the burrs, the burrs yeah. that, yeah. that jam into your foot and they're barbed and, you, and it hurts so much more to take them out than it does when they go in. But um, we're walking across that field and you get, there's a gap in the trees and you can kind of climb over the chain link fence that separates club med from the rest of the world we were climbing over and I was uh, maybe overserved a little bit at the riding rock and got to the top of the fence and just bailed, bailed head first off the other side, accidentally, not on purpose okay. and slammed into the ground head first. So about a six foot drop and you and Sabrina come scrambling over the, the fence. And, and all of a sudden Sabrina goes into uh night, like nightingale mode. Like she's, she's, uh, she's trying to take care of me. Oh, is your head? Okay. And so I, immediately I, I, I sense an opportunity here. So uh, I convinced, I think I convinced Sabrina that I needed to constant uh, monitoring uh, through the night because I might have a a serious concussion and I couldn't be allowed to go to sleep. Uh, And I had to be monitored and and I I believe she bought it. Nothing ever happened. And and ultimately, Greg, you won. Uh, I I just want to say, though, yeah, I know I I know you didn't do it on purpose. But at the time, I think I recall thinking you were you were brilliant because that that hadn't occurred to me at all. You had like pulled this thing out of of your bud and like, oh, my God, this is like next level stuff. So I, I remember being in awe probably like good on you like that's <laughs> i never yeah yeah that. well hurting myself to you know gain an advantage that's no, no, that's, no that's i didn't brilliant. i i didn't do it on purpose the fall okay. was accidental okay. it was only after the fall that i sensed the opportunity that had been handed me that's all yes because you were over i like how you put it you were over you were over served <laughs> okay well you remember those rum and cokes right oh, uh, oh god oh, yeah. basically anywhere outside of the club med in the bahamas if you ask for rum and coke yeah. you get one of those red solo cups filled with crushed ice and then they pour like four fifths of the rest of the glass is rum and you get a splash of coke on top for color <laughs> exactly and, and they charge you five bucks for it and you're hammered after two of them yep oh yeah that's taking me back now okay <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now with the reason though, we hopped the fence, not, not only was it a shortcut, but were we technically allowed leaving or, or if we had to be back at a certain time since we were back at a certain time, is that why we, or was it just because it was a shortcut? We, we hopped no, the fence. No, I think back in that, in those days, in, in like the early 2000s, 90s, we still weren't allowed to, like, I don't think we had days off yet. Did we? Uh, well, they had, they would have just started like in 99. So 99, 2000. Yeah. But it was, it was, but it was, it was like a day off a month or a day off every two weeks or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, there's not a chance that all of us were, were free and clear to go to the riding rock out of the three of us. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that one or more, or maybe even all of us were going AWOL a little bit. Okay. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which, which back then you had to do, otherwise you never got to do anything. Like you had to kind of pick your spots. And, and I think they, they even kind of let it go to a certain extent. 
Yeah, because as you know, Columbus, you have one road. Um, yeah. The, the only stop sign is at the foot of the runway, and that's for for cars to stop for the plane landing, not for anything else. So. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, beautiful island. Okay. Now, about how many years overall did you spend in Columbus? Uh, from start to finish, it was ninety-seven to two thousand seven. So I mean, I tried to. I, I attempted to come back to the real world. I think on three different occasions, the ultimate, the last one in 2007 being the successful one, but uh, two other times I tried to come back to the real world and spent like a winter or half a winter and said, screw this and picked up the phone. As, as you, as you know, Greg, it was so hard to go like after you've done it, after you've been to club med for a couple of seasons and you know that you're, it, as long as you're in good standing, you're a phone call away from being able to go back. It is tough to stick out a Canadian winter. It really yes, is. It is. Uh, I always say if we came from, if we were, if we grew up in Hawaii or California, Florida, we probably wouldn't have stayed so long at all. But man, those Canadian yep. winters. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get to about February, maybe half through halfway through February. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now you did uh, also work at Turks and Caicos, where I had my uh, first season. Do you, uh, as a uh, scuba instructor, do you have any uh, JoJo stories? JoJo, Tons of jo- I, I, yeah, I hated JoJo. I okay. couldn't stand that 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 fish, mammal, dolphin. mammal, yeah. <laughs> mammal, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Oh um, no, JoJo. Uh, JoJo liked to pick on my divers, and it, it created some kind of dangerous situations for me a couple times. So I didn't I didn't appreciate how friendly and nutty that dolphin was totally totally ruined one of my open water uh classes actually one of my open water dives and almost uh <laughs> i had to i had to chase one of my students to the surface from about 35 feet uh, it was yeah it was bad so i didn't like jojo because people that. like yeah people panic like when you first see a, a dolphin and you know in well the, nobody i, I don't think anybody ocean. realizes i don't think anybody realizes just how huge they are Yes. Like every, everybody thinks that uh, like dolphins are these smiley little three foot long animals, but no, like that, that he's like 10 feet long and he's all muscle and he's massive. Yeah. He's huge. And, and you all, dolphins are cute, but my, my first encounter, I, I went deliberately towards him. Like he was following the, uh, the snorkeling boat back from the picnic. And I, I heard that. So I went out towards the, the wake of the boat and he, he stopped dead and went vertical. So, and he's just smiling at me, but he stopped dead in the water. So now he's looking a bit sinister. The girl I was snorkeling with got scared, really scared. And she went behind me, but started pushing me into him. And then I started freaking out. <laughs> he, he was just like waiting for me with his fins. Just that's it. A bit closer human. So yes, yeah. if, even though they're cute, but when you're really face to face the first time, it's a, uh, he's pretty imposing. So I guess you had some divers that would naturally freak out. Right. I mean, <laughs> well, well, they were all pretty cool, but he, he actually knocked a regulator of, out of a girl's mouth oh, and, and then she and panicked. Then she, right. Yeah. And she, she lost it. And so it ruined my dive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, and I, I, I did have, I did have, I did have friendly encounters with Jojo too. I was just always wary of that stupid animal. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's still there too. <laughs> I, he won't die. He's, he's, the, he's probably the oldest dolphin in the Turks and Caicos. It's true. He's, he's got his share of scars I hear now, but you know, he's still, he's still alive and kicking. Yeah. And, and they say dolphins are, are smart animals. Like, you know why he's got all those scars? He keeps on running into boat propellers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. Okay. <laughs> Were there any, in your, in your uh, club ed career, were there any like chief of villages you clicked with? More than others, like the most. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, is that okay to ask uh, you? Well, that's fine. Uh, CDVs. I, I guess I have a tie for the top. 
Okay. Uh, I guess my my favorite chief village is a tie between uh, Handel Duplessis and Philippe Fournier, who we both worked for in Columbus, I believe. Yes. Yes. Now, uh, yeah. speaking about Philippe Fournier, did you find, like, that was my third time at Columbus, but I found um, more than a lot of seasons that there was so much talent on that particular season, like, and a lot of those people came on, went on to become chief chief of villages. So I, I thought that team was pretty well stacked. Did you find that at all? Like, when you were Yeah, there? it was, uh, yeah, I, I, that was a really good team. You're right. Yeah. It was, it was solid. I was probably a black sheep, actually, on that team. You were? Why? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, no, I think I think I think that whole that whole sports team gelled. I believe. No, it was a good sports team for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had a great time there, and then uh, and then from well, there, they sorry. used to uh, they used to give you rankings back then. Like, the, yeah, remember well, we, you you had the feedback. Had, it was based on the feedback. Yes, the GMs would get a, a card or a, you know a couple of sheets yeah. of paper to fill out, and then that's how you were ranked. Yes. Yeah, and we always had really top high ranks. I remember we'd go to geo meetings and uh, they was, those were always at midnight too, but yeah. go to the geo meeting and, and they they give you your rankings like sports team, this blah, blah, blah. I, yep. I, I don't remember. I think we were ranked pretty highly back then. Yes. Oh yeah, for sure. That was uh yeah, very, very talented team. I thought for sure. Now when, when after that 99, uh, 2000 season, where, where did you go? Uh, after 99, 2000, I went to Turks. Turks. Now rattle that was, off. Some, yeah, that was the first. That that, is, that would have been my first season in Turks. Once you rattle off the other villages where you worked. Uh, Turks, Cancun, when they had scuba, Columbus Isle. I did a short little stint in Paradise Island, Snor Bay. And I went to, I did one season in Ixtapa, but it wasn't as a scuba geo. I was a lifeguard. And then I switched over to excursions, but I, I went to Ixtapa chasing a, my girlfriend at the time who was a circus ah, geo. Okay. I was going to ask. Yeah. That's the only reason a scuba geo would just suddenly change jobs. Right. And especially yeah, yeah. scuba to excursions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, and I, I, and I shouldn't have left him off my high list of uh, chief villages. We were also going there uh, with Joey Templin who um, oh, yeah. we had both, we had both worked with in turquoise and he's also right up there with one of my favorite uh, CDVs of all time. Is he from Australia? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he's yes. Australian. Yeah. I've heard of him. Yes. Okay. Wow. Good stuff. Now Sonora Bay, did you enjoy diving with the seals? I love Sonora Bay. I thought Sonora Bay was some of the best diving in club. I, it, like Columbus Isle, number one, number two would be Sonora. I, I, I would put Sonora ahead of turquoise for diving. Well, it is something I had, I had the, the luck to di- to do dives there. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed when your first time with seals too, it's kind of uh, it's kind of scary too, right? When they're, they're so fast yeah. coming right at you and then they turn on a dime and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once you get used to them, they're, they're awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, Don't they, get too close to the big males though. Man, yeah. They... Oh yeah. <laughs> you can hear when they hit the water, right? Oh, the school yeah. boats here. Kaboosh. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, yeah, they were, that was probably one of the best dives I've ever had was with that because they, even when the boat pulls up, they get all excited. They, they're peeking their heads into the boat, waiting for you to come in the water, you know, and then munching on yeah. your snorkel. And <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the diving in Snore Bay. Uh, totally different than the, the, you know, Atlantic Caribbean diving that we had in Columbus and Turquoise. No, no real coral reef. It's all rocks and, and seaweed and that kind of, it's a little murkier and much colder, but uh, big animals, whales. I saw whales, tons of dolphins, huge, huge sharks. It was a, yeah, great diving. And all your uh, seasons as a scuba instructor. Now, when my first season in Turks, this, the scuba scuba team would pull pranks on each other. Did any, did you guys pull any good natured pranks on each other? Like in the, in the water? 
you know, in the water, we tended to, I, we used to do it from time to time, but you didn't want to, like, if you're responsible for, for swimming around with six people, you don't want to go ripping your, the, the dude, the dude's regulator out or pulling his mask off. Oh, no, well, I'll give you an example. No, no, I'll give you an example. In Turks, you have these uh, durgeons, these black durgeon fish in the water, which are like piranha. So the guys would put a, a an old piece of pizza in the BC. Oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. hit the water and then, brrr, I mean, I mean like that, not, not, not oh, screwing yeah. with your regulator. Did you do any pranks like that at all? Or? Oh yeah. Yeah. We used to do that. Okay. Sticks, sticks and bread in the, in the tank mesh. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> and you'd have those, those yellowtail jacks just hammering on the top of this guy's tank. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. We used to do stuff like that all the time. Okay. Yeah. Good to know that's still happening. Okay. <laughs> all right. Wow. Okay. Did you meet any celebrities at all during your time in Clement? Yeah, I dove with, I didn't dive with her. I, I was dive master on uh, Jennifer Lopez's dive boat. She came to Columbus Isle in 97. That's right. Summer. You know, yeah. I, I remember that story. I can't believe the spent two and a half years there. And I just missed when Jennifer Lopez, because I, I think she was on her honeymoon. She had just uh, gotten married and I can't believe I missed this. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she was there on her honeymoon and oh. she, had, and she wasn't, she wasn't yet Jennifer Lopez. No, no, she, but still she, yeah. you know, she had done Selena and I love the movie Selena and she's gorgeous. And uh, yeah, but she wasn't, she wasn't like JLo from the block yet. So no, 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 no. She was Yeah. She just, <laughs> skyrocketed uh you know I, I i always wanted to meet her you know like yeah. uh, she's she's wow okay <laughs> yeah so i think I, I i'm pretty sure i was dive master on a dive bo- on, on a boat that she she went out on and she had it to herself like she was enough of a celebrity that she had the boat to herself for for an afternoon i think oh okay. um and then um also in columbus partied with uh, mark messier on canada day that was awesome oh are I you think- serious Weren't you there for that? No, that was my nice. No, no, as well. we, no, we, we met and we both cut a touchdown by Bobby A. Bear. If you recall, Bobby A. Bear came yes. to the village, the quarterback. Yep. And yep. I asked him, I asked, no one wanted to ask him. So I asked him, I had to ask an NFL quarterback if he wanted to play beach football with, with a couple of dudes. And he agreed. Remember yep. he, he, I had to get him in the gym because he said, if I, if I forget, come get me, we get him. He, he takes off his sweats and he's wearing his NFL pants underneath his sweatpants. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> he actually, yep. he brought him with him. They were like, Oh God. And you and I uh, each caught a touchdown in the end zone by Bobby A. Bear. So, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 97. And that, that must have been 97. I met, uh, we partied with Mark Messier. We actually, I stole an Econom uh, golf cart to drive him back to the Riding Rock Marina where his boat was at the end of the night. So, oh, did he come by boat? Uh, yeah, he was there with his dad and his brother. Oh, on a wow. yacht. yeah, at the Riding Rock. And they just, they had just come over to, uh, Club Med on a dinner pass or a night pass, I guess for, and it was Canada day. So oh, I, I do remember he, um, he asked me, he's like, you guys are, cause he saw us paying for drinks with drink tickets. Right. He's like, are you guys paying for your drinks? We're like, yeah, yeah. If, if they let us have free drinks, it'd be mayhem. He, he said, well, okay, where do you get these drink tickets? And I said, you get them at reception. So he says, show me. So I take him to the reception in Columbus and Mark Massier says, uh, I'd like to get, I'd like to get some drink tickets. And she says, okay, so how many? He's like, how many you got back there? And she, <laughs> she pulls out Terry Ann. I remember she pulled, she pulled out this big box filled. Like there must've been, you know, $1,500 worth of drink tickets in there. And he said, okay, that'll do. I'll take them all. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 what, what year is this, Jay? This is in 97. Okay. No, I wasn't there. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Jay. So he, so he, he bought all the bar tickets, gave, gave his credit card to the receptionist and we went back to the bar and then he found the chief of bar and he said, listen, I don't want any geos to, to pay for any drinks tonight. And he slammed down this box full of like 
full bar bar books on the bar and and yeah we all drank for free the rest of the night oh man what a class act huh yeah it was awesome oh man j-lo and mark messier (laughs) yeah and then and then well as you know anyone anyone who's uh ever been to turquoise uh in the 2000s hung out with uh glenn anderson yes yeah him uh him i did meet yeah i met him in 94 yeah there were we we got to play uh hockey with him there too yeah Yeah, i played (laughs) i played road hockey with glenn anderson a few times especially when he was a good friend of handel duplessis so when handel was chief there when i was there glenn anderson was there almost every night he played for the uh, New York Islanders, I recall. Is that right? Is that the team yeah. that he was on? Oilers. Glenn Anderson was the Oilers. Oh, the Oilers. Okay, sorry. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah he was part of that. Uh, you know, he was with Mess and Gretzky and those yeah. guys. But And then uh, I guess uh, the other, I I was in Columbus when Justin Trudeau was there. What? Was this, this had to have been, what year was this? <laughs> uh, this was 2000, Maybe 2004, 2005. Okay. So you were, okay. Now he was on, he was, he was there on his honeymoon with uh, Sophie. So he's currently the sitting prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau. And he was, uh, I guess, I guess he was, was he in politics back then? Uh, Maybe. No, I think he was just a, it was, it was just his, it was just his dad's son back then. Okay. Drama teacher, I believe. Yeah, he went to uh, McGill with a uh, with a friend of mine, and then I know he became. Believe it or not, only in Canada can someone like Justin Trudeau be uh, prime minister, be be a bouncer at a at a at a bar in like Whistler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I, I heard he was like, a bouncer at a bar. In like, he's the prettiest, good looking guy you'll ever meet. Nothing about him says bouncer, but he he actually <laughs> was a bouncer. And I don't know if you've seen the video. He he could actually throw himself down the stairs like a stuntman and not get hurt. Have you seen this video online? No, it's crazy. He 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 would do it for anyone at a drop of a hat. Some some reporter was there anyone here look i'll show you and he just went so that's pretty cool man all right wow you met some interesting uh people wow yeah i think that's it for celebrities though okay i'm sure there were a few more like well there's always the ones that we don't know right like from france the french are freaking out and we're like i remember just i distinctly remember there was a bunch of massive dudes hanging around the bar in cancun when i was there and i I remember somebody saying they were O-linemen for the Dallas Cowboys. So there were always like, like athletes and celebrities, like minor celebrities and athletes kicking around club men, especially the Cancuns and the turquoise type places. Okay. You have any uh, like funny, funny stories from any other seasons, like the one that you told at Columbus and the fence. Do you have any, any more like clean and appropriate ones you can tell? clean and appropriate i, I know I, yeah I, I know I'm, i know i'm kind of hamstringing you here with the clean and appropriate but that's okay you know i like the one you told so uh. <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's i don't know if it's club med legend uh and because this didn't happen to me but you always hear the one about the about the 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 little french lady that comes down to the snorkeling boat with uh with three different glass jars empty glass jars and, oh uh, yes the, the dive master on the boat says hang on hang on hang on you can't you can't bring glass onto the boat if the if the glass breaks. Everybody's barefoot. Like no. She said, "Well, please, is there anything we can do? I just want to collect the three different colors of water." And the dive master says, "What? The three? I want I want you to drive out to to the turquoise colored water over there. I'll get a jar of that. And, and then and then over there where the water is kind of green, I want some of that. And then if we could go further out where it's dark blue, and I, I could get some of that too." And and the the dive master just shakes his head. Now I don't think that actually happened but that's all club med lore I, i've i've always heard that one well did you get any like dumb dumb questions yourself from gms uh i think the dumbest one i ever got was do you guys all live here on the island okay <laughs> and that was that was at uh columbus and it was a dinner time and of course 
and and you shouldn't do it because but i was a, i was always a bit of a smart ass so i said no no we commute in from uh from miami okay <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think that was the dumbest question i ever got was do you guys all live here on the island okay <laughs> man was there ever I, this is just a new new question i'm introducing and in, in all your seasons was did you have a, a favorite like animation passage like an, 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 an animator did that you recall like that, you know, that you laughed or you thought was good anything like that it's okay if you don't remember uh, but i don't um, yeah i remember loving those guys like the the animators yeah uh, salvador was one of my favorite uh dudes he uh he was the animator in in sonora but i, I think he was a sports geo elsewhere too okay but he uh he, he'd always be walking around with with the back half of his pants gone or you know flicking people in the ear with a with a with a little piece of straw you know that stuff. I, oh, I yeah. love that. That there's... stuff was awesome. I could, I could, I could watch that stuff all day. <laughs> Did you ever? Even though scuba took up much of your time, were you able to learn any new skills while you were there? Like any new sport you always wanted to try, like water skiing? Oh, for sure. I learned to windsurf at Club Med. I learned how to play tennis at Club Med. Okay. What now, else? now, did you have to get rescued your first time windsurfing? Do you remember? Oh that? yeah. Okay. Oh, several times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No. In fact, in fact, I was once banned from going windsurfing. <laughs> that was at Columbus. I was told I could not go windsurfing anymore. I had to, I, until I took like more lessons. Something yeah, to teach yeah. me some study. I that, like to go out on a windsurf board by myself. They wouldn't let me do it anymore. Cause well, get like, you're okay to go out. It's takes like, it's like, you know, three minutes to go out three weeks to come back. That's how exactly. Like, yeah. How long it takes to learn to come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you were banned. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did get better. Um, I learned a wakeboard at club bed that was in Cancun on the lagoon there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice and flat, nice and flat there. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess water centric, but I did learn to do other things. Yeah. Well, yeah, so you were under the water and on top of the water. Yeah. <laughs> now horseback, else? horseback riding. I went. No, Sonora, I went, Sonora, Sonora. Yeah, yeah horseback riding. They have a nice, beautiful trail there. I missed uh, kite surfing. I wish I had been around for kite surfing, but you that know, came in yeah, just as I left. It is easier than it is easier to learn, but but the uh, the danger or <laughs> difficult. Oh boy, yeah, like this thing is like three stories above you, right? So yeah, it's it's um, easier to get hurt, but it is easier to learn, I'd say. But uh, yeah, well, you know, summer's coming up, right? Yeah, <laughs> all you need is win. That's right. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this question. Uh, it might be a difficult question, but of all your seasons, I, I like to use the word magical. Do you find that one was magical? Was it your first season? Did you find your first season magical at all? Or were they all special mm. in their own way? No, uh, I think that that one, that year and a half period where, where you and I worked together, because I think I was there from 99 to, I was there three seasons, like back to back to back. I don't okay. even think, I don't, I think for a year and a half, I don't even think I left the island. Okay. Like I was there for like three straight, I, I took, like I left the island, I took, uh, I went on vacation to Turks and then came right back. Like that was it. I didn't even go back to Canada during that stretch, but that, that year and a half, from 99 to like the, the back half of 2000 was probably, yeah, my favorite. All right, cool. Now, now Jay, before I let you go, am I forgetting to ask you something or is there anything you want to say? Like any, any other geos that you worked with, uh, you admired or, you know, did you want to thank anyone? What, whatever it is, you know, like, I don't want to let you go because it was so nice talking to you without, uh, without me forgetting to ask you something or there's something that you wanted to say or like, type of thing where if, if I told you like there was someone listening to this and they were uh, thinking about applying to club med and they were on the fence about it, should they apply? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I think we covered everything, but yeah, if somebody's listening to this and, and is thinking about applying to club med, I mean, I'm not sure 
what Club Med is like now compared to what it was work what it was like working for Club Med back in our day, but uh, it can't be too much different. It, it's 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 a great experience. I mean, like like um, I I I believe I told you this, and and maybe you said you were you were the same thing. Like I intended to do one or two seasons at Club Med. Like I was going to be like maybe one year just to have some more fun and then go back to Canada and and ended up spending ten years there. So yeah, same same here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had full every every intention, yeah, of just doing one or two and stopping. <laughs> but then you know yeah. you get back, it's November, and then hmm, I could yeah, I could, yeah exactly I could avoid winter right now if I just picked up the phone and <laughs> yeah, and that was it. And then you know I remember being so excited when the because uh, back then there were I think still plane tickets, so they would send like Pure Later or FedEx. I remember being like salivating like a Pavlovian dog whenever I saw a Pure Later truck in the neighborhood because I thought they were bringing dropping off my tickets. I don't know if you if you had that. Oh no, yeah, experience. same thing. Okay, no, same thing. And 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 they they'd always send you that package before your plane tickets too. They yes. told you like gave you sample sample weekly schedules and and what the dress codes were going to be and yeah blah blah. Though, though that was always fun going through that. Yeah, that, and then, then then you'd have to go shopping for white pants, which are yeah, yeah exactly sorry, That's what, impossible to find. <laughs> exactly, or or when you get there, you find out you have a you know a, a debarrassage. You have to put away the the show at the pool in your white pants because it's elegant night, and then you know <laughs> yeah, you've you've ripped them or worse, you know, dirtied them. <laughs> yeah, and now you don't have white pants for six months. Okay, <laughs> ah, memories. Okay. Well, uh, I really want to thank you for sharing your story with us, Jay. It's been awesome. Well, my pleasure, man. It was good to catch up. You too, man. All right, everyone. That was Jay from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. We will see you all next week. Bye. Say bye, Jay. See you, buddy.